today is the, uh, we celebrate the first day of Advent. And uh, some of you are familiar with it, some of you aren't. But uh, uh, Advent Reef is what we have over here today. And Advent is a Latin word, which means come. And what is coming? Well, we know it's Christmas. Amen? <laughs> the celebration of the time when God himself came down to the earth and wrapped himself in the flesh. Come in to rescue us. Now remember that on his, his celebrating his birth, but some of us might just be a day that we recognize normally once a day and once a year. We don't spend weeks and weeks getting ready for it. Now I might be thinking about oh, Carol bought me for my birthday. But as Christmas, Christians, as we celebrate the days before the actual celebration of Christ's birth, we remind us of how important his birth is to us. So the Advent wreath was created to help us remind that there's nothing wrong with helping to remind you what has taken place. Of all the days, forget to bring it in. I know I'm a wedding band on. <laughs> we had them cut off last year. We bought new ones. They're not long ago, but I'm not used to it yet. But I, mean, I, don't, I don't need a reminder that I'm married. <laughs> but it just shows the world that I'm married. Okay, So having things that help us remember things isn't wrong at all. In the Advent Reef here we look at today, just a reminder how much God loves us. He loves you. No matter what you've been through, what you're going through right now, what you've done, He still has an unconditional love for you. Man. And we got to watch out for the old devil. He'll get in there and when you mess up, He'll teach you, He'll try to convince you that God don't love you. But remember, Satan is a liar. He's a father of lies. So we look at the, the reef this morning, and the circle of the reef reminds me of God Himself, His eternity and endless mercy, which has no beginning or end. Think that God had no beginning. God has always been. But Pastor, how is that possible? I can't tell you. Except He's God. Amen? He always has been and always will be. God is complete. There is nothing missing from Him. God is perfect. And, and, and He created us to share His perfection with you know, he, he wants us to be in relationship with Him. I mean, you won't fall on feet. You talk about being thrilled to live in the world the way it is today and have people coming in. I'm coming to I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to praise Him, you know. You think about it, how powerful your praise and worship is. The Scripture says that one of us can cause a thousand to flee, two of us ten thousand. What do you think takes place in the heavens when you guys come together, you lift up your voices, you cast down whatever burden is trying to take you out, and you praise the creator of the universe. You're fighting some battles. In the presence of, his, of the Lord, healing takes place. You, your confirmation comes into your life. It's not singing, it's praising. Think of that. Woo, I'm going to praise the Lord. How bad does it get? I'm going to praise the Lord. You know? And it, it gets me excited. <laughs> I mean, it does. It just gets me excited to praise Him. Oh! The green of the reef, it speaks to us of the hope that we have in God. The hope of newness, of renewal, and eternal life. It's like a pine tree. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. But coming in the day, we have several pine trees. It's still green. I mean, a pine tree never dies, per se. It doesn't go through the seasons. And that's with us. When we're born again. Our spirit is new. You shall never die. The old bark, put this way, is going to fall away. But you're born for eternity. And we have a new body on layaway. Think of that. 
Oh, you gotta get that in your spirit. You gotta understand that. Now give your strength to, to not be drawn down by the things in this world. You know that, you know that forever. We're just passing by. It's kind of like, you know, of any places you go, you can't wait to get there, but you gotta drive through maybe some bad areas of town. Okay, you still drive through, right? You got your doors up, you got your doors locked, probably something you drive straight ahead. But you go through it because you don't stop there. Why don't you stop there? That's not your destination, is it? So don't let this world start, keep stopping you from what God has planned in your life. Don't let the burden, don't let the depression, don't let the lies of the devil stop what God has already has planned for you. Oh, I tell you, man, this life we live in is awesome, but the life that we got coming, that we're living, we're not there yet in heaven, is, is fantastic. The green reminds me of the new birth. Jesus said in order for us to be followers of Him, we must be born again, born of the Spirit. The everlasting Spirit. And sometimes that could be, for some point they don't quite understand, well, why do they sing? Why do they do this, you know? Well, it's not, they don't have that new Spirit yet. Amen? Just don't have that yet. Because man, that Spirit of God in you, you got to be around me. Get around other people who love Jesus. You can't wait to get here. You know, or wherever you're going. Now, I'm a Lawrence. I can't wait for my Christmas family reunion. Why? Because I'm a Lawrence. You might say, well, yeah, but I'm not. But, but you're excited for yours. See what I'm saying? Inside of us, that Spirit of God that would make everything possible. It makes everything new again. I'm about ready to stand on top of you. I'm sorry. But if you don't have that, seek Him. Amen? If you don't have the joy of the Lord, see, I want you, Lord. Show me the ways. Man, come on. I'm going to show you the way. Amen? He, he wants it. It's a gift. He gives us re, uh, eternal life. Mm. The candles, they symbolize the light of God coming to the world through the birth of a son. True shining light gives me and my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. Now, Psalms 119.105, and a lot of times you hear it, the word is light upon my path, right? Well, this year, probably a little bit different, I'm going to share with you the uh, Passion Translation. It's coming from a different angle. Same, same definition, but a different angle. True shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. Having a hard time walking? Stumbling a lot? How do you crack that? The Word of God. Follow it. You know? I mean, would you turn on a flashlight? You you, oh man, I didn't see where I'm going. So you get a flashlight and you shine it this way to show you a path. But you walk this way. I mean, <laughs> I got my flashlight. I'll tell you what. Uh, Fernando told me I need a light. I got a light. But I said, walking the way of the light. Amen? And folks, that's, that's the key to us following Jesus. We follow, that's where the joy and peace comes from. Follow the Lord, and we might get, uh, uh, devil might get, get you wrapped up a little bit, but keep following because God's going to bring you through it. He wants you to get to the point say, what good is it? I started following the Lord, look what's happened to me now. You follow, he'll bring you through them tough places, the Lord will. Why? Born again, you're His child. God is a good, good Father. He is. You can't get a better Father, but He's got to recognize that. In John 8, 12, Passion Translation says, Jesus said, I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never, never walk in darkness. Oh, my. 
the four outer candles represent the period of waiting during the four Sunday of Advent, which themselves symbolize the four centuries of waiting between the prophet Malachi and the, and the birth of Christ. In Malachi chapter 4, if you go there, it, it will tell you how he prophesies the coming of the Lord. Think of it. Can you imagine telling you, hey, Jesus is coming? He's coming? All right, awesome. Then it's 400 years before he comes. Boy, I tell you, you got to stand on your faith. You know, that's what Malachi was doing. He, okay, when we know what the Word of God says, and we get our faith built in the Word of God, and it says that we can stand on it, even though we don't see it today, that's our hope, that's our joy, that's our peace, that's our love. He said it, He's going to do it, I'm going to wait on it. But I don't see Him yet. I don't care. I'm standing on the Word of God. And if you don't see it real quick, sometimes the old devil come along and say, Oh, you need to do it your own way. Amen? We are very impatient anymore. Oh, it's our microwave. Some of you guys yell at microwave. Hurry up! Yeah. Years ago, it took you three days or three hours to cook your dinner. You got to chop the wood, bring it back in, get it fired up. And get... But we're very impatient. Always remember God's timing is always perfect. If we're following Him, be perfect. If we're not following Him, this faith part-time, there's some people in the Bible we got to read about. It's called Exodus. It's called the uh, Israelites. When they left Egypt, head of the promised land, 11-day journey. 11-day journey. It took them 40 years. Now, if we all had to do that today, how many would be there in 11 days? Nobody? Huh? 10 days? Pete, don't fail me now. Right, yeah. We need to learn from them, okay? Here's the word, here's the path, here's the way. Follow it. If we do that, man, there we are. But we have the same habit today. This is what the Word of God says. I know. But we take our own route. We go around that mountain and we come back out, get on the path, get back out. We need to learn from what God has given us in the Scriptures, you know. Put your, put your eyes on the Lord and follow Him no matter what the circumstances. No one will ever love you like God does. Now the hope we have in Christ isn't a hope, like Carol said earlier, that snows the day, or that I'll get a bonus at work, or I'll get a, Alex will get a deer today. And keep Alex in prayer. This young man, he has a desire uh, to hunt, to prepare their own food, butcher chickens. Your God has placed that in you, Alex. It's not, he has that purpose. I don't know what it's going to be as time goes on, but I'm telling you, if time gets tough, we're going to Alex, grab him, take him out of the mowers. We're going to be butchering some beef going on there and stuff, you know. But that is a calling on your life, brother. I mean, he's going back out today. So keeping your prayer that, that he'll get a large, large buck. Amen. That type of hope is a wishing hope. And that has nothing to do with the hope we have in Christ. And the previous mentioned hopes are not guaranteed anything. You're not guaranteed a new hat or, or less snow or even a big buck today. But the hope we have in Jesus Christ is His Word. My hope for everything in life comes from our God through Jesus Christ. When other people are hoping for their needs to be met, when they are hoping for a good medical report, and when they are hoping for things to turn out okay, they have nothing concrete to stand on. Now, nothing wrong with well, the doctor get a good report. 
We all want that, right? Amen. But we got to know that our hope lies in Jesus. He says by His stripes He brings healing to our body. He says, He tells us, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Amen? Amen? And what does He do for us then? Supplies our needs. Amen? I'll make me. Yeah, that's, that's, it's Him. According to His riches and glory. Amen, guys. Think of that. A lot of times we find ourselves looking in the wrong places for our needs to be met. And God is like the last thing there. And He says, okay, I'll wait for you. But His righteousness. And everything you say, everything you do. When you say, well, yeah, I don't always do that. Then you're going around the mountain again. Amen? He's everything. Amen. Yeah, amen, sister. Amen. Preach it. Mm-mm. But when you find that Scripture, you'll find out what His Word says. And don't let the devil try to squish it out of you. Make you think differently. I know what the doctor here on earth told me. Okay. I know my word of God. And my God can use my doctor here on earth. Or the doctor can go as far as he can. And my doctor Jesus, the great physician, steps in. That's where we got to be on. God has nothing against doctors. Don't ever think that. He had a doctor on his staff. His name was Luke. I mean, he was smart. He had a, a, a doctor, Luke, and he had a tax collector, Matthew. So he's kept on both ends there, you know? Mm-mm. In Philippians... 4.12, 4.13, the uh, Passion Translation runs them together. It says, I know what it means to lack. And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance, Brother Paul says. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Wow. Again, the hope. What Paul was going through, Christ was there with him. Time and time again, you saw God brought him through. Why? Because God's plan and purpose was coming through Paul's life. Amen? Same as your life. Oh, no, no, how to handle it. Now, and, and he had means of lack and abundance. Now, I like the abundance. Amen? <laughs> but when the lack comes along, it doesn't change my love for the Lord. I know he'll provide for us. And then Philippians 4.19, again, another familiar scripture, but in the Passion Translation, it reads, I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. God provide all my needs to vision glory in Christ Jesus. That's how you're used to you're used to hearing it, right? Amen. For I have seen the abundant revealed to me through the anointed one. Convinced. And you grew up a couple of scriptures, what was going on there? They had given everything they had for the Lord. Think of that. I mean, every thought, every finances. But they paid their bills. Don't get me wrong on that part of it. But they paid, made God the priority. And they say, oh man, I, I ought to do this, but man, I got a new shotgun I want to buy next week or next month. Okay, The calling was there to help supply the needs of a mission, and they did that. And Paul said, hey, listen. <laughs> I am convinced my God shall meet all your needs to the rich and glory in Christ Jesus. So we know that we give, He gives back. Today as you worship Him, giving Him your praise and worship. Oh man, thank you guys. Thank you kids. Woo, it makes the Lord just want to bless you. Amen? It, it, wow, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, you ever get up in the morning, you, you guys, or ladies even, you go mow the grass, you, go, you get out there, and your kids already mowed it for you. You ever had that happen? Yeah, me either. <laughs> But look how excited you would be. Oh, man, thank you. Hey, you did that. We're here. 
We'd go down to Dairy Queen and get a sandwich or something, you know? Does that mean? Wow, well, I don't, I didn't do it for that. I know you didn't do it for that, but here, let me bless you. That's what God does for us. Mm. Now, it'd be different if, if you got up in the morning and went out there and you grasped the mode and sent a handout. What? You don't pay me on the grass? Did I hire you? Well, no, I didn't pick <laughs> No. Because what was it? The heart motive wasn't there. Mm-mm. In Matthew seven eleven, the Master says this, If you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them their best, what's best, how much more ready is your Heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask Him? Again, that's a passion translation. And what really jumped out at me is, if you, imperfect as you are, and we're all imperfect, right? But we do the best that we can. Know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best. That's the key word. What's best. He didn't say, and give them what they want. Amen? Well, then who are we? We're God's children, right? So we apply the same things to ourselves, okay? Our Heavenly Father, He is perfect. He knows how to lovingly take care of His children and give them what is best for us. Okay? So sometimes the things that you want, you don't get from the Lord. Why? Because He sees the future. He sees where it might take you. And He saved me from a lot of destruction in my lifetime because what I want at the time would have destroyed me later on. You know how many of us have youngsters? I mean, when you were young, you wanted a Corvette to drive back and forth to high school at age 16. Most of us, I never got it. You know, I had to wire a bumper every day when I went to school. But thank God I did because I'm still here. Can you imagine? Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Proverbs 13:12 again, Passion Translation. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at the, but when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Without hope, which is Jesus Christ, your heart has no hope. There's no way out of the doom that you're living in. Whatever has come upon you this day, it can overtake you and will destroy you. But with Jesus Christ, that's your hope. We can mess up our lives very bad. Purposely did it. Made bad decisions. That doesn't stop God from working on our behalf if we allow Him to do that. I think we all made mistakes in our life. We've all done some of them we didn't want to make them, we did it, and other ones we did it on purpose. I know what's going to happen to me, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> By the time we acknowledge Him, He changes things around in our life. And then Hebrew 11 1, it says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Think of that. His Word tells you something. You, you don't see it manifested yet. It doesn't take faith for me to stand here today and say, hey, I'm going to have hot dogs after dinner today. Why? Because I'm already back here. <laughs> we haven't donated. It's something that never changes in, in the Lord. One of the greatest downfalls we have is temptation. Now, temptation can come in any size, shape, or form. Satan knows our weakness. He knows how to get at us. How to make us stumble just when we think we have got it made. Here he comes. Have you ever fallen into temptation? Have you ever lost ground on your spiritual walk? 
Maybe you find yourself down here at this altar one week, and then the very next day, old Satan is back wanting you to party again or whatever it is, a sin that you have. Our greatest hope is with God. We do not have to hope we can overcome the next temptation. We have hope that we will. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. So, you're walking with the Lord and you find yourself being tempted. Like, what's wrong with me? Why am I being tempted? It's normal. Satan don't give up. He wants you to give up, but he never gives up. He's coming back around. He'll show up sometimes. Uh, old buddy he had a long time ago, old friends or acquaintances. He can find a way. But God will be faithful to you, the scripture says. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. Everything that you're being tested by right now, oh man, I'm going to fall into temptation. God will give you the strength to overcome that if you have a heart desire. Amen? When you want to break things from the past, you want to set yourself free, you've got chains around you right now, man, it could be in your mind, it could be physical, whatever it is, He'll set you free if you want that. You say, oh, God is really, He's really tempting me today. God will not tempt you. But what kind of God would want to tempt you to sin today? No, that's the devil. That's all the devil. Oh, man, I tell you what, God's testing me today. He's tempting me today. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, I tell you what. Said yesterday, I'm going on a diet, and Vicky showed up today and made brownies. He brought them to church. Oh, I tell you what. Did you make brownies by any chance? Oh, okay, okay. But he'll give you the strength. You're behind me. I'm not eating them today. I'm on a diet. Yeah. We have to walk, turn. Sometimes to overcome these temptations you have is just moving the opposite direction. Turn our bodies and walk this way. He'll find a way to rescue us if we allow Him, you know? As we enter the season, let us make sure we have our priorities correct. This whole season, as we call it, is for the celebration of the greatest gift God has, man has ever received from God. And we celebrate the Lord's birth. And we remind ourselves, folks, that be careful this time of season uh, we celebrate Him and don't get wrapped up in the things of the world. But you try to outgive people, you know, uh, getting into debt when you don't have to. Uh, try to keep up with the Joneses. And we actually have neighbors now called Joneses. <laughs> My niece got remarried and married a Jones. Uh, but yeah, just you know, keep a focus on the Lord. And if you have, find yourself that, man, you can't do like you used to do, you know, money changes, let people know. You know, don't get that depression upon us. But today, again, we're looking at the hope of Jesus. And I've asked Alex and Lori if they would come down today to do our reading today and, and light the first candle for Advent. So, Lori and Alex, thank you very much. One thing we do around the home also is that we'll have an Advent wreath at home. If you get an opportunity to do that, it's really a good time to, to take a moment and set aside. A lot of times you're busy, you're running back and forth, but during Advent you can say, okay, every evening we'll meet at 6 o'clock or whatever time and have supper and you, you light the candle and read a scripture. That was bringing the peace in the world. Life can be chaotic, I understand that. But when you're around the table and you say, well, before we eat tonight or before we start 
running to the front of the TV to eat her dinner. And this week we're talking about hope. Read the scripture about hope in the Bible. One scripture for four male. Light the candle and you find more a peacefulness in your house. And I've always said before, it's kind of hard uh, to talk about the Lord and light a candle uh, and, and read scriptures and then turn around and cuss each other out and fight. Amen? Bring that presence in there to the Lord. And today also we always look at the Christmas tree for a moment. And uh, I know there's some controversy through some people saying, well, Christmas tree is against what the Word of God says. And it's not, if you ever, if you read Jeremiah, it's in chapter 10, I'll just summarize it. It's talking about going out, cutting down a tree, bringing in and decorating it, and worshiping it. Taking the craftsman's tools and carving it. Well, Jeremiah was talking about bringing a totem pole into your house to worship. Now, if you have a totem pole in your house and you're decorating and worshiping it, we need to talk, okay? Or if you if you take a tree, any tree in your house, and you're gonna bow down and worship it, I think maybe I don't know Scientology's part like that. I'm not sure, but the Christmas tree itself to us is a very very uh, uplifting thing. It reminds us of of the Lord itself, and the Bible many times speaks about having some type of uh, memorial to remember things. You know, Joshua when he crossed the Jordan, but he went back, but I think crossed stones there on the river where the because God parted the water. Uh, Jordan, as they went in to uh, fight the battle of Jericho. Okay, so remember that. People go past and say, oh, what's them stones there for? Well, let me tell you about a battle that God delivers from. He opened up this, okay? So your Christmas tree. Two things that help you out, I believe this. Number one, it remind you in the evening when you're looking at it. Mind you, all, all the hope, everything we talk about at the Advent Reef. But also when you go and visit someone else's home and they got a Christmas tree, and you want to find a way to share the gospel. Amen? And, you know, some people won't talk to you about but you talk, talking about the tree. Well, I'm hoping today some of these things you might take with you and help you get a conversation going. You know that crazy pastor told us in church the other day? You see this? And then at least get the word out there. Remember, nothing can ever grow without a seed being planted. And so you get to plant the seed by sharing the word of God. And then let God take it from there. Amen? Mm. But look at it uh, in Psalms 90, verse 1 and 2. It says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were born, where you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting, everlasting, you are God. Again, we look at the green of the tree, and everlasting. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Again, I know this tree someday will perish, but when you're looking at it now, the green is reminding me of eternal life. Again, something to remind you when you're maybe down and out tonight, and, and oh man, it's tough day. You look at it, you look at that tree. Oh wait, I got eternal life. Oh, or again, you hear someone at house of visit. Hey, you know what that preacher talked about? These green, what it reminds them of eternal life that God offers us. You don't have to, but yeah, give me a suggestion. Revelation 22.13 says that I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Everlasting life never dies. We look at the branches. What comes to my mind? John 15.5. And you can find a lot more scriptures in the Bible. I just picked out a few that, that I like. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, we can do nothing. And that's so important. Oh, 
Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if you're struggling right now in an area, check and make sure uh, you haven't pulled yourself away from the Lord. Amen? And if you are, get back in there with Him. Hey, God, yeah. Yeah. that's something we don't experience too much in life out here itself. People like to beat you up. They make you. They want to talk about. It, they want to destroy you because it makes them feel better, right? And so we think the same way of God. But no, when you when we finally fall away uh, off that branch, turn back around. He says, "Come on." Oh, you can't get anything better than that. Romans eleven sixteen. It talks. If the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. Otherwise, if your life is rooted in the Word of God and following Him, then you're considered holy righteousness because of Jesus. Mm. Branches are us reaching out to others, sharing the gospel, and then seeing the ornaments that represent the fruit of the branch. Branches support life just as Christ is the vine, and we are the branches. Oh my. The lights and uh Lori did a great job on the lights. I do not like putting lights on the tree. Mm-mm. In John eight twelve, it says, Jesus spoke again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have light of life. In Psalm 119, 105, we shared earlier about in the American, New American Standard, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Again, looking at it, we remind ourselves who we are following. Following the Master of Light. And again, we find ourselves being down in the, in the molly grubs and kind of down and out. We look at the tree and to me it perks me up again. That, oh man, His lamp, His ward. Ah, I need to follow it. That's why I'm down and out. How can I be depressed during this time of year if we're celebrating the, the birth of God? My Savior who rescued me. Who pulled me out of darkness. Forgive me my sins. Put my name down in the book of life. Woo, heal my body. Give me a new purpose in life. Okay. The lights equal the light of the world. When the tree is turned on, the darkness is gone. The same with Christ in our life. And we follow Him to illuminate our life with His Word. The darkness in our life Goes away also. Mm. The ornaments. This is Ephesians 5, verse 7 and 9. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Oh, trying to learn. That's awesome. We want to learn what pleases the Lord. At least I do. How do we find that? We find that in the Word. Woo! That's awesome. Mm. Forming in darkness. And we see right now how, how the bulbs, some of them reflect the light. Romans 10, 13 says, All those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Amen. Think of that. Mm. How can they call on the name of the Lord if they don't hear the, hear the Lord's name mentioned? Amen. In Luke 23, verse 42 and 43. And Jesus was saying, Remember me when you come. The thief was saying to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. That thief on the cross was at the lowest point in his life. Gone. Out. Being crucified. 
The last second he recognized Jesus as the Son of God, and he called out to him, Hey, remember me! That quick, because his life changed. He went from being blaspheming Jesus, hanging on the cross, him and his buddy on the other side, was cussing him out, talking against Jesus. But during all that, he got a revelation to who he was, and he said, Jesus, remember me. That's the hope we have for loved ones. You might have a wild loved one, or you might have a wild anybody in your family. But as you walk with the Lord, share that truth. Oh, what did that crazy sister of mine say? That crazy brother of mine that mom or dad said? God! Boom! And someday we enter through the pearly gates. They can be the first face you see because of what you've done. Witness to them. On our tree here, we have different names on the, on the bulbs. And we've done that as a remembrance bulbs. Now, some of them, like Carol's dad, it, it was glass that broke the other day, but I can sit around the tree and look at that and remember, oh man, I remember Larry, my father-in-law. Oh, Bob Clark, I remember him, you know. Or this person or that person, Stanley Mason. And what it does is just, it just lifts me up. Yeah, they may be gone. But I have a promise of Christ Jesus, I'm going to see them again. Oh, man, it's, it's awesome. And so, if you want to bring a bulb in, in honor of your loved one, we actually, you bring one in, I said styrofoam, but like plastic, because I might move this tree and they're going to fall off again. And But you write down, you know, uh, mine would be Dad Lawrence, Mom Lawrence, put them all in one bulb there, if you want to. Or do it at home. Or our tree at home, we get it done. I look back and I see my kid's life. I see them Rudolphs they made out of popsicle sticks. You're all, you know what I'm and it just takes you back in time. It brings a peace to you. And I, I bless the hope because of Jesus Christ. Mm. Now this year I don't have any presents on the tree. I forgot to bring one in today. But if there was a present on the tree, oh, you got a present? I get, I get a present today? I don't get one. Okay. But the presence is Matthew 2.11. It says, And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, what an awesome Christmas present, you know? And that was all given to the Master because in less than two years, they had a boogie and get out of, get out of town because they come to the, that's when they kill all the little babies two years and under. So they had the finances and the resources to move. God, some, He's never late. So if you get a blessing somewhere, always think about it before you spend it. Okay? Um, boy, is this $2,000 for me? Another shotgun? And Marty will say, no, it's not. No, I'm just kidding. Hang on. I've testified many times how we had blessed financially. We hang on to it find out, oh, here comes this bill. Wasn't expecting. And paid off. I testified one time the IRS audited me on something that was six years old. And they gave me money, and they owed me money, so it goes both ways, you know. But the presence there, just, oh, it's just a, a thing. There's no greater gift than Jesus. And again, John 3.16 tells us that. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life. The garland is wrapped around there. Remind me of the Song of Solomon. 2.6, chapter 2, verse 6. Let his left hand be under your head, and his right hand embraces me. Wow, uh, there's a song we sing, Wrap Me in Your Arms. Oh, that's awesome. But it reminds me, of, uh, to me, it's like the Lord hugging me. When I look at that, the garland around there. Then the angel on top. Luke one thirty five. it says, The angel answered and said to her, To Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of God the Most High will overshadow you. 
And for that reason, the holy child shall be called the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And remember also the angels who came before uh, Joseph and spoke to Joseph in a dream about to keep Mary as his bride. And how about the angels who showed up there in the, in the field, shepherd's field? They had come here tidying the great joy, born to you this day in Bethlehem, okay? Uh, amazing thing. And then the bottom, she at the bottom, remind me Isaiah one eighteen. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. The white sheet, or sometimes we use a red sheet, under the tree reminds me of how this perfect gift, Jesus Christ, came into the world with one purpose, and that was to reconcile me with our Father. And the only way for Him to do that was to be crucified on a tree to wash away my sins, and your sins also. And even though my sins may be red as scarlet, He washes them white as snow. Anything I believe we can do to encourage us to dwell in our Lord and everything that can help us share a conversation about Jesus is well worth looking into. People are very funny at times. If you ask them if you, if you can share with them the good news of Jesus Christ, they may turn you down. But as you are looking at the tree together, the Holy Spirit will give you gentle nudge on how to start a conversation about Jesus. A conversation that they receive. Hey, can I tell you about the present I got? Oh, I'm t- oh yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, it was a fantastic present. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't too big. Oh, what could it be? What could it be? Oh man, it's, it's something. I, it's something I needed. I didn't know I needed it, and they gave this to me. Oh, what is it? It's Jesus. Oh, think of my sin, folks. He'll, he'll lead us in a way, and don't ever be ashamed of the gospel, because everybody needs to hear about the Master, you know. But when they look at you and see how you're living your life, how joyful you are, uplifting, and you always got a word of encouragement, they're like, "How can you be that way in the world that we're at today? How can you be that way?" It's because of Jesus. Don't be impatient. What you're doing is not in vain. You know, just keep your eyes on the Lord. Share the gospel, the greatest gift there is. And be ready for His return. Very, very soon. I didn't have a verse for the candy canes, but I think there's one out there somewhere. I think your dog got it Friday night. We had the candy, candy cane with a verse about the, the stripes on it. But yeah, amen. So, But today we're going to close out the gathering, we're going to break bread together. Communion, an awesome time, remembering, uh, again, the completion of the gift. We'll celebrate the arrival of it this month, but then we remember the completion that we died. He was buried, he rose up from the grave, and he's coming back again for us. So just give me a second, get these out of the road here. You ever wonder if we'll make it to Christmas? Yep. I think we'll be back before Christmas. Anytime. Anytime he's coming for his church. Wow. I pray you're all encouraged. I pray you're strengthened with the Word of God and that you say out of the Molly Garbs. I know we look around our houses and loved ones who went on before us and we can be sad that they're not here with us. <coughs> but may we rejoice that may we have a promise of eternal life to see Him again. You know, my Christmas like year will be different this year. My brother's gone. Or my youngest sibling he put his faith in Jesus before he died. I'm going to see him again. <coughs> I'll see him again. That keeps me keeps me going. And a lot of folks in our church have gone on to their rewards. They've got ahead of us. But I know 
in twinkle of an eye. The trumpet of the Lord is going to sound. Sound. Those who died and believe in Christ, the graves are going to be open. Their soul and spirits coming back from heaven, be reunited with their body. Then those of us who are following Jesus, loving the Lord, will be changed and taken out of here. And that can be any, any time now, guys. So be prepared. Be prepared. Be uplifting. Encourage one another. Amen. Amen. That may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He cause His face toward you. Turn it toward you and grant you peace. And may you walk fully in the blessing that God has given us. They hand upon Abraham, the master one-fourth of the cross. And may all these blessings rest upon you, your household, and your children's 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 children. All this through the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.